This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, short bus. It's porn. Chris Factor Fiction. Oh man, what I think of this this morning. Chris is banned from Home Depot's because he was trying to impregnate all the shop backs. Uh, that is a fiction because he's banned from Buy More for trying to do that. And Menards. And what's a Buy More? It's the fictional Best Buy uh, store in Chuck. You know what else there is? Theme what? music. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. You are. I'm Horse Lanta. I'm back. I'm not dead. And I'm Troy. I also am not dead, and I've been here a while. Gonna be awkward when I die. It will be. We'll have to. We'll have to have AI have AI generate your portion for you. Oh, AI is more than capable of making garbage nonsense. <laughs> All of his the problem is all of his comments will have six fingers, so it'll be weird. And, uh, fingers? We officially have found our way out of just horror into genre. What a genre Thank- we started off with. We watched an erotic comedy, it said. <laughs> Bubblecore <laughs> erotic comedy. Yes, thank you, Anna, for that suggestion. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's a way to describe that. A suggestion, or, or thank you, or Anna? Which portion are you talking All about? All of those things. Oh, okay. I hear Anna is a thing. And but speaking of other bits that we're doing now, Chris. the stuff for the what you said. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah, thanks, thanks for disrupting Troy's segue. <laughs> no, I helped. Absolutely not. <laughs> Yeah, see, whether when there's when there's only one set of footprints in the sand, it's horse Lanta carrying my Segway. No, it's because it was Jesus. When there's one set of footprints and drag marks okay. in the sand, it's because horse Lanta <laughs> fucking drug you away from your Segway. <laughs> Me did poorly. Yeah, that's okay. You're, you're rusty, know. buddy. We'll get you. We'll get you lived up, and you'll be fine. I'll give Chris a rusty buddy. Nope. <laughs> A rusty firecracker, a rusty brass band. I think it's featured in this movie. Rusty trombone? No, it's more than just that. It's a brass band. Yes. Yeah, oh whole my! Thing. It's the whole band, huh? <laughs> yeah. It is a whole thing. Uh, uh So yeah, but Chris, what are you doing next? We're gonna do trivia because I don't know why not. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Movie trivia. I was so mad because you didn't know the movie last week. Troy. I got there pretty much eventually. I just I had to talk through it. That's all. So, if memory serves, Troy's rating champion. Okay. Yes. So I'm rating. Do you want to go first, or do you want to uh, acquiesce? I'll go first, so that way you have the drama to see if uh, the horse can beat me. Okay. What is the name of Broken Lizard's 2004 slasher film that was released after Super Troopers? Club Dread. Correct. Because I was I was talking that about that with 
Anna, actually, I think, most recently. So that's fun. Thanks, Anna. Who's this, who gets this? Is it you? Who gets this? Yeah, let's go, we'll say Horse Atlantic is the next one. Which J. J. Abrams film had the tentative title one eighteen oh eight? I don't know. I'm I don't know, but I'm going to guess Cloverfield. Correct. It was either that or Super Eight, but. <laughs> That's Troy's already right. got two. Yep. I'm bad. Embarrassing. I am embarrassing. Well, we've known that for many episodes, though, Chris. True. Yeah. Like all of them. Who wrote the novella, The Hellbound Heart, which inspired the movie Hellraiser? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Clive Barker. Correct. This one's for you, Mr. Horse. Okay. To stay alive. You try. What Stephen King movie stars a teenager with a possessed 1958 Plymouth Fury? Oh, well, that uh, would be uh, Christine. Correct. Yes, as directed by John Carpenter. You did it, buddy. What else? In the 1982 yeah. movie, Basket Case, what does the character Dwayne carry in the basket? <laughs> yeah, I believe it's his brother's head. I'll it's a it. head. It's a head. I don't remember whose it is. Uh, uh, all right. What's I'll, the answer? What's What's the answer? It's Siamese oh, no. twin. Ah, uh, well, that is a brother. Yeah, I'll allow it. But it's not just his head; it's his whole body. Yeah, I've not actually seen Basket Case. The whole thing's in there. So. Put that on the list. All right. I'm going to suggest my credit. No, I will not count that because I was wrong. Horse Atlantic can take his next one. Me. In Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers, what is Jamie Lloyd's relation to Michael? Cousin. Oh, close. Niece. Nah, no, I didn't know. I didn't either, actually. I do that one. All right. Let's yeah. do one more each, then we'll call it good. We have such sights to show you. Name the movie. Ah, uh, Hellraiser? Yeah, it's weird. You got like a theme going. <laughs> I do. In the movie Aliens, why did Ripley not want to bring Bishop on the mission? I don't know. Because he's an android, and android tried to kill them all in the first one. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. It's true. Have you not seen the Aliens movies? No. Huh. Really? We should have like... I Maybe either this year or next year, Chris, we should have like Alien April or something. Well, which one was the first three? Four. There's a four and then one? Resurrection. Resurrection happened. Yeah, but does Resurrection come before or after AVP, which is technically canon? I've never seen AVP, so I don't know. What? Alien versus Predator, everybody's I favorite know. alien movie. Yeah, anyway. I, I, and I will have the controversial opinion that I enjoy Alien 3 and Alien Resurrection, so I'm just a sucker for alien movies, really. 
I like H.R. Geiger's penis monsters, so... Okay. Well, there's... Speaking of penis monsters, Chris... Why are we dancing around this movie? We watched Short Bus. <laughs> yeah, we watched Short Bus. <laughs> we did. Because we're going to watch genre films, Chris says. Yeah. And this is what that is. Well, definitely I mean, is. No, this is genre. what that is. It is a genre, for, well, at least one genre, if not more. It's an erotic comedy. A mumblecore erotic comedy. Man, I feel like you really got to put mumblecore in there, because this was mumblecore as fuck. Yeah, it was mumblecore before mumblecore was a thing. So, how does this movie start, Chris? Porn. Tell us all about it. Porn. No, it starts with the Statue of Liberty. It does. It starts with the Statue of Liberty and cardboard houses. Yeah, little boxes made out of tiki-taki on, on a bunch of islands, on like two or three islands, because it's New York City. And then it's porn. For a little while. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but I, I mean... We, I guess the well, question is, how specific are we trying to get into porn? Well, okay, so let's say, I, I'll i set the tone, okay? Okay. All right, so we have the guy who was trying to perform auto fellatio. Yeah. Uh, using a, a, set of, a, pair of, a set of bookshelves that my wife wished she had. Um, I feel like your wife was not paying super close attention to the foreground. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then he uh, there to is... His own Yep, and so the guy, like, he, it, it kind of cuts between all of these people. So we have that person, you have the the lady with the worst haircut ever, who is also a dominatrix and is, uh, has a trust fund baby as a client. Yes. Um, and then you have the Asian lady with, uh, like, the fucking two, early 2000s emo band douche-looking guy. Uh, actually, yes. I mean, no, new new metal, not not emo, new metal. It was Slipknot. Um, no, it was Slipknot. No, can we he, call the guy well, Slipknot? No, because he wasn't wearing a mask. We yeah, call, but that's good. we'll call him Alien Ant Farm. Mudvayne. There you go. Yeah, Alien Ant Farm is more like or uh, fucking what's the guy? Who's that guy? Uncle Fester. Uncle Cracker. Uncle Cracker. Yeah. <laughs> That is what he like. I'll call him Uncle Cracker. Good show. So Uncle Crack. Yeah, Uncle. No, that's emo. That's not new metal. <laughs> How do you like not pop- know what new metal is? <laughs> uh, it's like rap and metal combined, Brett. That's what new metal is. Yeah, I know. Alien okay. Anthem isn't new metal. That's closer than fucking <laughs> Good Charlotte. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was trying but, to think uh, of something that was bad. Uncle Cracker. It was new metal and bad. So there we go. Yeah, kind even of. Though, even though Uncle Cracker was famous for songs which were not new metal, but I, I do have a funny story about this one lady who was talking to, like, this old lady who was talking to her daughter, who was, like, a mother of, a, of like, a teenager, and was like, oh, yeah, like, I heard that Uncle Cracker song on the radio, so I bought their, I bought their album, and none of their songs are, like, that song on the radio. <laughs> so some like 70 year old woman bought an Uncle Cracker CD and tried to listen to it. I like the idea of it. Yeah. Fuck it. I, I was like, I, I was like, I had to like leave the area before I busted my gut all over them. <laughs> I'm just glad you said gut. Anyway, 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, this movie, yeah. Um, yeah, so Uncle Uncle Cracker and his uh, his uh, wife are they everybody they're going to town all over the house in every Kama Sutra position they can try. They detune a piano. Um and uh Autoflacio guy does manage to uh to, to you know to get his dick in his mouth. So he's he's quite flexible. Kudos. Yeah. And there's also there's this, the guy across the alley or across the street who is taking pictures of him doing this. Everybody's yeah. gonna have a hobby. Yeah. I mean like there's worse things, I guess, like serial murder. Murdily Erdler. Sorry, I'm not up to speed yet today. Um, and then? Oh, and uh, so... Oh, that, they're up, our first and uh, to this episode. The uh, the married couple are talking. It turns out that the, uh, the lady who is the wife is a uh, couple's counselor. And she was telling her husband that there's a lady who who always fakes her orgasms with her husband and she thinks the lady should just keep orga- fake, keep faking the orgasms to make her husband feel good and how does her husband feel about that I don't remember that part yeah also autoflacio guy uh I remember that finishes part. on he finishes on his face yep and then well and then has a good cry about it like also you he probably was, would Mm-hmm. He was videotaping himself doing this, and then his boyfriend comes home, and he's got to like clean up. And his boyfriend's like, "Hey, you're all you've been doing yoga. You're all sweaty. Uh, I like when you're all sweaty." And the guy's like, "Yeah, I just sorry, I just jerked off." And the guy's like, "Well, I hope you're thinking of me." And he's like, "Well," and then leaves I the room. Gotta, you probably, I gotta go. <laughs> and it sounds like um, something I do. I don't know. I'm out of here. And then the um. Yeah, and the, and then the uh, the dominatrix lady has her John or her whatever you call her her client uh, jerk off, and he jerks She's off, a and he ejaculates sex on worker Troy. He makes an ejaculate Pollock. Yep, he coomed all over it. Yeah, the Jackson Pollock. It was on a which is presum- presumably it was his because I don't think she can afford one. Or it was the hotels. Where was the hotels? Something. But she did demonstrate good hygiene by spraying down and cleaning her uh, her her toys. And there I was did like when fluid. I did like though when the guy the the, the client asked her uh, what what if she could have any superpower what she what she would want and she said to make you interesting and then sprayed him down with the cleansing spray. <laughs> That's what he gets. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> All right, Chris. So there's the, t- the little detail we want. Go, go. So, yeah, goat. So the uh, the couple from earlier, the gay couple. Yeah. They head to couples therapy, which just so happens to be led by uh, Uncle Cracker's wife. Yep. Can we just call her Grey's Anatomy? Sure, why not? Can we, we can call her Ant Cracker. Mm-hmm. Ant Anatomy? I would say, because if you're married to Uncle Cracker, that makes you Ant Cracker, right? Or Aunt Cracker, if you want to be more, you know, have a different accent. Auntie. Auntie Cracker. 
There you go, Auntie Cracker. <laughs> uh, she is counseling them as a couple. Yep, and the the gay guy, the gay couple's names are Jamie and James. Although Jamie keeps calling James Jamie by accident because Jamie James has recently decided to start calling himself James instead of Jamie. Yeah, it's totally important later. Yeah, that's the thing you really got to think about. Well, the important part is that Jamie just talks over James the entire time. Yeah. Which causes Auntie Cracker to kick him out so they can have a minute alone. Yep. He tells a story about how at his job as professional gym lifeguard? Yeah, he's a spa lifeguard. Yeah. We've all been there. He pulled a dead guy out of the pool. Yeah, well, yeah, because like... Gave him the laziest CPR I've ever seen. I mean, the dude had been in the pool for God knows how long. Like, because it was all full of bubbles, you couldn't see to the bottom of the pool. And it wasn't until the one guy was creeping on the other guy and accidentally kicked the body that he uh, that, that they even found it. Like, I think the body was in there for hours. There was no reason to try CPR on in the first place. Well, yeah, but so do why not do, don't. Which is too lazy if you knew. If you're like, I tried. I did my part. I did. I did like how he used his fingers to measure up from the the xiphoid process up to to where you do the compressions. I thought that was great. Yeah, it, there was no rib cracking noises, but that's what no, because lazy. Yeah, if you're doing proper CPR, you're probably gonna crack some ribs. He was throwing it in. Yeah, CPR is yeah. not CPR until you busted up somebody's sternum. Yeah, it ain't CPR yeah. unless you kill somebody doing it. Yes, because that's the intent of it. Yeah, CPR stands for kill the guy. Cardiopulmonary wrecking. Yeah. <laughs> Crushing proper ribs. Uh, Killing yeah, there you go. people, right? Cracking crack Papa Rib. Cracking Papa Rib. And the whole time they're having their session, um, Stalker Guy is across the way watching. Yeah. Also, there's like a brownout at some point after uh, James finishes describing his story of finding a at a dead guy in the pool who looked kind of happy. Like, he had kind of a, a beatific thick look on his face. Like, he, he just kind of like was resting there peacefully, a slight smile. You know, he died doing what not... he loved, being dead in the pool. <laughs> he died yeah. what he lived, being dead. <laughs> uh, but I thought, that was, I thought that was interesting. Jamie to show up, and he's all like, Hey, what the fuck? He was really mad about oh. it. Uh, Brownout um, robbed his house yeah. when he was a kid. Yeah. Well, when he would know, because when he was a kid, he was an albino. Yeah. yeah. That's why it Which, was a brownout. Yeah, he was very... No, because he was a child actor, and his character was some poor white kid who got adopted, adopted by rich black parents, but they didn't have the heart to tell him that he wasn't black, so he just thought he was an albino. No, we, that's just the jerk. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, they made a whole yeah. sitcom out of us of one bit in the jerk. Yep. I was, was born, born a, a poor, poor black, black child. child. <laughs> <laughs> there was a boner jinx. Look at that. Boner jinx! <laughs> Yuck! I told you there was a, an increased likelihood of that. Um, Yeah. 
So all of my snaps probably didn't come through thanks to Discord's uh, noise cancellation. It's system. good at what it does. Yeah, I just love that the bit about him like snapping off beat with uh, with like the the fucking like what jazz or R and B music, and then like when Polka comes on, he's all like on beat. <laughs> he's mad at these cans. Yes. <laughs> also, he's being sued because the glasses things makes everybody cross-eyed. The drink is a quality film. Mm-hmm. It is. It's a. It's a, It's highly enjoyable. Is that a genre I'll, movie? Sadly, not. Oh, we have to watch more of these. Well, no. We might end up watching Saltburn sometime if if Anna suggests it. Saltburn. Yes. I mean, you can be fairly confident in the assertion that there's not a lot of movies in this specific genre. (laughs) Erotic comedies? I'm just just saying, if Anna wants to suggest it, we'll put it on the list. Yeah. Wink. Audible wink. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so... They get into a strap. For some reason, yeah, the fucking fucking uh, Auntie Cracker like punches Jamie in the face. Oh, because Jamie thinks he has some kind of breakthrough because he wants to love everyone, but he can't love everyone because he's not even met everyone, and therefore that's a breakthrough. Yeah, and she's like, "No, you're wrong. That's just the thing no, that happens." No, you're wrong. Like, it's just that's a false something. It's a false epiphany. Yeah, and then he's like, he's like, well, you maybe you should have a breakthrough. She's like, I don't need a breakthrough, and he's like, he's like, you need a breakthrough. Then she just punches him, and then she apologizes because she realizes she just punched one of her clients, which is probably not a good look for a uh, a counselor. Yeah, but she says it's on her. It's on this. This one's on the house, boys. Yeah, but she does Since say I that struck you. You don't have to pay for your therapy. Yep, as opposed to uh, Severn the. Uh, the dominatrix, which is the exact opposite, yeah. Where she, yeah, you don't pay her if she doesn't punch you. True. Um. And then, uh, she for some reason decides to tell them that she is pre-orgasmic. Yep. To which one of the guys goes, Nick. Which to to that when the guys goes, does that mean you're about to have one? <laughs> which fair enough. I was like, well, I mean, like, I mean, pre comes a thing, so like, you know, pre orgasmic, right? Yep. But no, it means you can't have one. Yeah. Or it means she hasn't had one yet. True. Yeah, because apparently orgasms are like your virginity. Is once you have one, you're post post orgasmic. I guess. Probably. <laughs> How uncomfortable can we make horse Lanta? <laughs> Very. I have. I have no problem talking about this kind of stuff, so I, I may overshare at some point. Well, not about myself, but about other things. Oh, thank God. Hmm. No, no one needs to know about my sex life except for me and my wife, and I'm okay with that. So to make up for the thing... What a time we've had these past ten years until recently. <laughs> <laughs> it's not House Party 2, so it's not the last episode, Horse Lance. I'm not sorry. yet. No. <laughs> Darn! It's not. Hey. It's not. It's not. It's not the ruins followed by House Party Two. Yeah, that's 
That's that's gonna be the final order, but the spoilers. Those are the last two episodes in that order: the ruins and then House Party Two. Yeah, when you hear we're gonna do the ruins, then you know. Yeah, it's the penultimate episode. And then all of the lore will be revealed in the House Party Two episode. Yeah. <laughs> all of the lore. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so to make up for being punched by her, they tell her to go somewhere. Yeah, to short bus. Which, which is, is a uh, salon. Yeah, that's one way to describe it. People had a it's lot a, of sex for it being a salon. It's a sex salon. Well, th- th- okay, this is like the French salons from like the re- Renaissance period when like people would get together and discuss philosophy and whatnot, and then they just added a bunch of sex into this one. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like something they do. It's a lot what a lot of people do. So she heads to Short Bus. Where she meets Justin Bond! The proprietor. The best character in this movie. Yeah. Who Who is kicking out Captain Donuts? <laughs> yep. And 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 Justin tells Captain Donuts that they hate carbs as they kick them out of the the uh, the establishment. He was mad at Donuts. Yeah, I I honestly I don't know what pronouns to use for Justin Bond. <laughs> so I mean Justin Bond, like he's a, he's a, he they maybe I'm not I, sure. They I, are giving off I'm like going... real hard like sassy gay friend energy. Yeah, sassy gay friend energy, but still, I, I feel, I feel like they're non-binary, but that's just the vibe I get. That's not to say that they are, because they get to say what they are. But well, yeah, with it not being explicit, I would say that's good shorthand for the kind of vibe we're getting. Yeah, it. They they definitely remind me of like a couple of like drag queens I've known in my life. Yeah. Yeah, like if you watch RuPaul's Drag Race, uh, Justin Bond would fit right in there. <laughs> yeah, only only Justin Bond is not a drag queen, and but she but they they will serve though. That's true. Yeah, and we learn a little bit about the short bus. It's it's just a big sex party basically. There's different places you can go, you can hang out. Yep. There's live music. There's the sex room. There's- I think you mean there's bad live music and there's the sex not bombs room. Yeah. Not bombs? Even though there's bombs in it. Well, that's the joke. And those two those two ladies were on that bomb and that looked unsafe. Well it did. I mean I assumed they were using dental dams or something, so it was fine. I'm sure it was safe. Gross. Yeah, we got for that. <laughs> I don't use dental dams because I can't feel anything. Okay. Uh, pres- apparently, apparently, when the uh, the when Aunt, Uncle and Auntie Cracker were shooting that their opening scene, she was wearing a female condom, which is a lot of th- something a lot of people don't know about. But I have seen one thanks to my wife's work with a uh, NGO that was working like on AIDS prevention. So they are they're. Yeah, so female condoms do exist. Um, just FYI for anybody who needs to know that. Yeah, we're an educational podcast. Yep, now I know that. Yes. Yeah. 
I'll apply that to my work as a breadman. <laughs> you can almost fit a loaf of bread into a female condom. <laughs> almost. Well, it depends on the size and shape of the loaf of bread. Yeah. A very a small baguette might fit in there. One smaller loaf of bread, please. Served in a female <laughs> condom? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Do they have do they have those at Klosterman's? I'll ask my bosses. That seems like a good idea. <laughs> yeah, it's not funny like when I would ask Marcus questions. This will I'll probably just get like beat up or something. Actually, hold oh, on, hold on. I will consult the all knowing Oracle. Chris? No, the fun our fun paid intern. Oh, oh yeah, we don't pay guy. him for nothing. We pay him nothing for nothing. Yeah, can you buy bread in female condoms? That is what I've asked our fun paid intern. We'll see what he comes back with. Because once he states something, it is fact. He has Dude. a book that says so. Especially if he writes it in the book, it is fucking yeah, tough, dope. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like I, a death note, but I, it's a truth note. I love that, like, our listeners, some of our listeners have moved on from, like, interacting with us to interacting with each other. And that makes me very happy. Yeah. There's now lore that has spread. We're a big community. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of communities, uh, the Sex Not Bombs room has a lot of sex going on in it. There's one woman who's getting railed by a dude who's making eyes at uh, Auntie Cracker. She's real into it. Yep. Um, and Auntie Cracker, I think, gets a little too uh, interested in it and decides she needs to leave because she's a little uh, freaked out by herself, I believe. Yeah. And then she ends up in the, uh, the vagina room. Well, no, no, no. First she meets Seth with a C. Yeah, that guy could fuck off just because of that. Like, I like <laughs> him as a character, but, like, if you introduce yourself as Seth of the Sea, I would just be like, fuck you, and walk away. But that's how his name is spelled. Absolutely not. You don't have to spell to pronounce it, though. Yeah, it is, it's it's C-E-T-H, Seth with a C. <laughs> um, but, so, and he has a little device, which is called, like, Yenta, like, 650 or something, which is fucking hilarious. It's a matchmaking, like, palm pilot. Yeah, it's like a Tinder Palm Pilot or Grinder like, Palm Pilot. No, but accurately. it's like, but it's, but it's your Jewish grandmother Grinder Palm Pilot. Vault. <laughs> and it hooks him up first with Magnus, who is a very like six and a half foot uh, guy uh, who is Swedish, and uh, not your not your stereotypical Swedish pigmentation. It's true. And uh, and so they're starting to talk, and then Justin Bond shows up and chats with him a bit, but then someone tells Justin that someone has ejaculated upon his cat. Oh, good and, heavens. Uh, and then Justin leaves because people just can't leave their pussy alone. Oh, my stars. <sighs> yeah. And then that's when uh, Annie, Auntie Cracker ends up in the vagina room. No, it's not! There it is. <laughs> no! Uh, Chris is just so excited about next? the vagina room. No, no, Auntie Cracker leaves and finds the two Jamies, or Jamie and James, and she's, talk- she's talking to them, oh, and yeah. then uh, fucking Sub- Sabbath Goya, where the fuck that character's name was. Um, I don't remember. Shabbat Goy or something. 
I don't know. It was a very Jewish character. And apparently that character likes to has a stage show and they like to use menstrual blood in their show. Just like Chris. Gro- which grossed my wife all the way out. <laughs> well, it's so. one thing to say it, but it's another thing to go like, I just pull it right out and rub it on my face right there on stage. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think I think more just the blood in general, like rubbing blood on yourself in general, would disturbs my wife. And then I think just being menstrual doesn't help any. Doesn't make it better. What? And, no, I'm just and so sure then you're they, still too super comfortable with this. Yeah, whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. I just chime in when I feel I need to, per my and then Jamie, obligations. And then Jamie and. I don't know whatever the fuck that character's name is. I didn't. I don't remember their name. Fucking Jamie and Jamie. Mickey Mouse. No, no, Jamie and M- Madame Goy. Um, they get into a scrap. It's a playful a, little scrap. It's it's a playful scrap, and that is when Auntie Cracker leaves the room and ends up in Vagina Central. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she learns about Kegels. Okay. Yes. They're like all oh, these these things where if you like you're peeing and you stop the pee. And let it go and stop the pee and let it go. I'm like, oh, you mean kegels? Like the things that they've been talking about since the seventies? Yeah. Which you know you should you should do. Everybody do do the kegels while you're you're at your job. You gotta tighten up you. your downstairs, man. You know what I mean? You you have to exercise your pelvic floor. Yeah, guys can do it too. Everybody pelvic floor, it. guys. Everybody can exercise their pelvic floor. It's good for everybody. Yeah. This guy gets it. I do not. You want me to look you in the eyes and talk about my pelvic floor? Timaloo tray. (laughs) Please don't. Alright. I don't know what I've done to have you threaten me with that, but I don't think I did anything. Don't threaten. Yeah, Chris, don't threaten him with a good time. Yeah, time. A time was had by most. Time is on my side. Any old way. So we learned about Kegels and how she can't coom. She can't and have then every, organisms. And then she has everyone else describe what their best orgasm ever was like. Yeah. And and Severn just laughs at everybody the whole time. Because take, she takes is a, there as well. She takes a Polaroid picture of Auntie yep. Cracker, which pisses Auntie oh. Cracker off. Which is fair. Yeah, she's uh, in there talking also, about not being able to coom, and somebody took her picture. I mean, why do you guys have some trouble saying like having trouble orgasming or coming? Well, I just like to say coom because I think it's funny. Okay, organism. Okay. Well, at least it's not skooma because skooma is illegal. That's true. Smegma. It's, it's <laughs> definitely not smegma. Thank God. Yeah. No. No sugar for you. Moon sugar. Moon sugar, yes. Um, yeah, and uh, we did we did skip over the fact that Severn uh, lives in a storage unit. Yeah, because with, it never comes back up. Storage unit with running water. It's a real nice storage unit. I mean, I'll give her that. Yeah. No, like it, that's real nice. Like, uh, but I was like, okay, great. Like, I mean, you're, most storage unit contracts say you can't live there, but I'm sure people get around that. However, how did she get running water in it? Like, she had a sink. I've, I've had shittier apartments in that storage unit. Movie man. Yeah, like, 
Yeah, like I was like, yeah, I was impressed. Like tiny house, only it's a storage unit. Yeah, seems pretty legit. Man, why why have I not bought a storage unit building and just converted it into tiny apartments? Hey, you can make your own studio. Yeah, yeah, just like you have your own studio. Like, yeah, like I'll just take that clause out of the contract. I'm not living here. I'm working here. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm a sleep artist. And then write it off on your taxes because it's a business expense. Hell yeah, you ain't working yeah. no way, so why not write it off? <laughs> Horse Lanta? Yes? As a self-employed person, you should probably I not say things like that. I don't want to talk about literally any of that stuff ever in any capacity <laughs> when I'm here. Please, thank you. Just always take your accountant's advice. Not even That's what I'm saying. Bit. Noted. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I have to add the mmm in there so that I don't confuse people. Oh, also, it's important to know that the Jamies are in some sort of open relationship. Well, that's why they went to the the couple's council in the first place was because I think James suggested that they maybe try a third, like, you know, a uh, opening up the relationship and Jamie wasn't sure. Yeah. But they decided at that that night at the short bus they were going to try it out. And that um, actually does make sense later. Yeah, but um, Seth, with a C, does have a lovely interaction with a nice old man who is a former mayor of New York during the AIDS crisis. Um, His and- kiss has probably tasted like dust. <laughs> but I like that old guy a lot actually. He was really cute. I wanted to hug him. Did he taste like a peanut? I didn't taste him. I just wanted to give him a hug. You would have. I I don't taste with my hugs. You're gonna. Mm, okay. I I okay. Troy Troy Hug Taste, last name withheld. Yeah, it's yes. his full name. <laughs> Tur Troy. And they have a cute uh-huh. little moment, him and C. Seth. Mm-hmm. They make out a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Just enough. It has some Mr. Then... Burns and Smithers vibe kind of a thing going to it. Yeah. Only that guy was way, way nicer than Mr. Burns. Yeah, well, he loves his hounds. You gotta give him that. Yeah, well, his hounds that bark bees. And his robotic Richard Simmons. Also true. I I heard he just wants everyone to experience peace and love. He's got peace. Break his legs. (laughs) That's what Scolder and Mully told me. FBI. Um, and there's also like another brown out during the the kiss between Seth and lovely old man, former mayor of New York. Mm-hmm. And then Seth hooks up with the the Jamie and James. Yeah, they head back to their place. Yep. And they and there's a very uncomfortable scene where just three dudes sitting on a couch kind of talking, trying to figure out how they're going to get to the sex portion of the evening. Yeah. And then they got to it. Well, there was some singing. 
Uh-huh. About vomit. About, about vomit and how it was so nice of someone to hold their hair back and also to put something on their face so they didn't ruin their hardwood floors. I'm not going to lie. That was, like, strangely, like, I get that. Yeah, I actually really enjoyed that song. <laughs> Much better than the Foasis song during Foasis. the short bus. Yeah, I was, the, the, I was the, pleased the... with my Foasis bit. Yeah, yeah, that fucking, like, short bus musical number was bad. It was about a secret handshake, which was probably something about being in the closet and or gay sex. But, um... Love the secret yeah. handshake song. But the song about, like, hey, I I drank too much and puked, and thank you for holding back my hair, and also the doctors say I should probably stop drinking because I'm going to kill myself because I drink way too much. Song was kind of, was way more enjoyable and kind of cute. It's relatable. Mm. Yeah, we've all vomited and had doctors. Yeah. My as I say, as I'm, I'm drinking a glass of ice and four shots of gin <laughs> and three quarters of a shot of vermouth. Yeah, I'm fine, folks. I'm fine, folks. Honestly, he's fine. Yeah, I drink a lot of fizzy, non-alcoholic water to make up for it. And in case you're curious, did they figure a way to get around the awkwardness to have the sex? Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Um, so there's like three guys going at it on each other. Um. I don't know if we need to. We don't need to describe the actual positioning. I mean, but the important thing is the. Would you call it involved. a love triangle? <laughs> so, well, so one guy was was eating the other guy's ass because of, that's the thing that happens, and the guy's like, "Could you make more more mouth sounds?" And so the guy starts singing the national anthem into the other guy's butt. And it was fucking hilarious because everybody kind of got into it. Instead of it being sexy, everybody just starts singing the national anthem. Just one guy between one uh, one guy into another guy's butt cheeks. Boy, how you got that from that request is beyond me. Like, make more noise. Oh, did you mean sing the national anthem directly <laughs> into your asshole? <laughs> well, he was singing like Ouroboros or something at first, which I thought was kind of funny because the you know snaking its own tail when you have like three dudes together. Um, but. Yeah, the the national. Then the best part was like, you ever had anyone sing the national anthem your butt before? And he was like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, once. Yeah, yeah, it's happened before. You're not my first. <laughs> <laughs> you think you're so fucking special? And for our Canadian listeners, that is the Star Spangled Banner that was sung. Yeah, even though it sounds exactly like that British song. Don't worry about the music being exactly the same. Star Spangled yeah. Banner. I think you're thinking of um. I am not America the Beautiful, Chris. Not the Star Spangled Banner. I don't know the difference. I'm an American. I'm a yeah, sovereign I I... citizen. I'm a sovereign yeah, citizen. <laughs> yes, you are all your own tax districts. Um. Yeah. So, but then the whole time the creeper is watching, and then we get a daisy chain from the three guys at one point, and then they decide to switch directions, and one guy gives himself carpet burn, and that's that kind was of funny the, to the, me. Yeah. I don't know why I thought yeah. that was funny. Yeah, because they just spin and the guys like, oh, carpet burn. And then they, the scene ends. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. <laughs> I thought that was good. There was a lot of humor around gay sex in this movie. Which I thought was fun. Um, so then so f- we cut to. I think we cut to Auntie Cracker 
tried to get hers in the bathroom. Yeah, it's like she pulls out like a fucking massage gun or something. Like she's not even like a massage wand. Like it is like whatever she's she pulls out is not meant for giving female orgasms, but god damn it, is she gonna try? But it's gonna. Yeah. But she gets distracted by her husband who's playing fucking techno jerk off music in the other room. <laughs> techno jerk off porn. Yeah. He says he's looking for a job with his dick mm-hmm. out, which, like, you can only get away with that maybe once. Maybe once. I'm Why pretty sure I couldn't even get away with that once. I'm looking for work as I crank my hog to the techno <laughs> porn. Yeah. <laughs> the Angela White remix. They get into a fight, which leads them to having, like, some hippie bullshit where they scream at each other's faces. Thank you. It was the most John Lennon and Yoko Ono shit I could imagine. Yeah, I don't... It was some real, like, new age nonsense. I acknowledge your whatever, and, like... I I honor your feelings. Go fuck yourself with that shit. Yeah. No, it's one thing to say, like, yes, I understand you're upset at me. I understand why you're upset at me. And that's, yeah, I get it. Like, that's totally valid. I need to change. That's one thing. But, like, I honor your feelings. It's, like, just some dumb bullshit. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with acknowledging your partner's uh, whatever they're saying is being valid. It's totally ridiculous. Just, I honor your feelings. And in this moment, we can really meld with one another and like whatever what the fuck ever she just said you're a stupid yeah. piece of shit that's like, how all of our phone conversations start we always talk about honoring each other's feelings yeah but that's because guys, of the pact we made so <laughs> oh the feeling so, honoring pact oh god I, I want this to be a thing for you guys from now on on your uh, whatever weekly texts that you have or calls that you honor each other's feelings in them I haven't honored this guy's feelings since fucking 1996. <laughs> I'm intent on starting today. Hell yeah. I don't think Horace Lanta understands that you have feelings, Chris. <laughs> no, probably not. Yeah, no. Feelings are for feelings. Yeah. Feelings are uh, for cowards. Yeah, feelings are for feelers. Um, and then do we do we go back to the short? But and it's, okay, and also James is putting together a film of all this stuff he's recorded of his and Jamie's life together. But and Jamie keeps asking when he's gonna get to see the film, and James is like, "Soon, soon. I haven't finished it yet, but soon." I'll <sighs> dig. And we see him doing work on it, so he actually is just—he actually is doing it. He's not just saying that. Yeah, he's making a film in generic, not real operating system. It's Opera. something Mac related. The Macintoshes aren't real. Like burbs. <laughs> like like herbs? Burbs. Oh, yeah. burbs. I was going to say herbs. I heard that herbs are the word, but I don't know that for certain. Yeah. Yeah. So he's making the film. Yep. And do we just, we end up at short bus again, right? Sure. It's it's unimportant. Hell well, yeah. Okay, yeah. so at some point on Ani Cracker and Dominatrix uh, strike up a friendship. Oh yeah. Because yeah, because the 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 as you stated, uh 
Severn, the uh, the dominatrix, took a picture of Auntie Cracker in the the vagina room, and she didn't appreciate that. But she wrote her, but Severn wrote her phone number on it, so yeah. they could that that and said and wrote sorry on it as well, like you do. All right, okay. So Christian has finally responded to my question about buying bread in a female condom, and Christian says, "Oh, there's a lot of room in those things." I don't think there's no space to conduct that sort of transaction. Ah, no bread transactions. Right, so. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, you can't fit a whole cash register in there, I think is what he's saying. Yeah. So, yeah. The, Fair enough. Our wind turn has proven the need to be specific. Yeah, buy bread. I <laughs> when, mean, that's, when you uh, say that's things. a pretty tall order because you have a parking yep. lot, a building, and a cash <laughs> you register. You can't just pull a car in there. I mean, no, yeah. I mean, even a drive through is not going to work. What if I had a door dashed <laughs> to a female condo? Ask him. I will have to do that now. Yeah, we done, we done got him in the bit. It's too late to back out now. <laughs> there we go. So, uh, so we'll they, see. They decide that they're going to meet up at the local Japanese sensory, fucking sensory deprivation tank. Yeah. Like you do. Yeah. So, yeah. the and the deal is that Auntie Cracker is going to teach her how to have real human interactions, and she's going to teach Auntie Cracker how to coom. Yes, how to have an orgasm. Organism. I'm going to keep saying coom. I don't give a fuck. Organism. I had skooma. Smegma. Hey, gross. One's gross and one's a fictional drug. Yep. It's magma. <laughs> All right. So Christian is responding. Maybe you could feed, maybe you could fit one sub roll and one. Two of the baker is a real pro. <laughs> That's fair. Thank you, Christian. I always appreciate your your contribution to the podcast. Thanks, bud. Your fun is on the way. Your buttons in the mail. It's in a very wet <laughs> yeah. envelope. Yeah, I'm sorry you have to go to the uh, customs on it, but you know that's not my fault that the the Canadian government charges customs on fun. Yeah, if the mail's so wet, then they have to check it. Mm-hmm. So then we end up back at the short bus after they've yeah. they they being Auntie Cracker. And Severin, Dan Severin. Yeah. Dan yeah, Severin, and like, noted UFC fighter. <laughs> <laughs> and like, they like, and god damn it, did Auntie Cracker try to, to rub one out inside the uh, sensory deprivation tank, but it still didn't work. No. You couldn't organism. Although we did find out that Severin's real name, because we did find out her real name. Mm-hmm. Her real name is, her first name is Jennifer. Mm-hmm. A, a lovely first name. Her last name is Aniston. Like from makes, that TV thing. Which makes me laugh because Aniston <clears throat> is actually short, a shortened version of a Greek last name. I think it's like Anastonakis. Because uh, Chris didn't know Jennifer, that. Yeah, Jennifer Aniston's dad played Victor Kyriakis on the uh, the Days of Our Lives. And he played a Greek character because that dude was Greek. And Jennifer Aniston is at least half Greek. I'll be bamboozled. Mm-hmm. Now you know. I don't. I don't. 
Yeah, I don't know what what nationality her or ethnicity her mother is, but I do know that she can whip out a good a good pan of tiropitas. I've seen her do that in a video somewhere. Jennifer, not the mom. You don't get it. I got nothing. It's, mean. it's it's Greek food. Imagine little like uh, pastry triangles full of feta cheese. It's okay. very tasty. I could take seven yeah. or eight of those. Yeah, my wife. Hmm. Mm. So I, I've I've gotten the go ahead. Just listeners, I've gotten the go ahead for my wife to go to Ohio in April for the eclipse. And so I think we might actually try to see if we could have a little get together of uh, Slaughterhouse Princess podcasters and or listeners. Uh, so and my I don't know if I I don't think I convinced my wife to make tiropitas for it, but maybe she could roll them up ahead of time. We could just bake them in an oven somewhere and, and somewhere. give them to people. Like I'm assuming Chris's house, but I don't want to assume too hard. Chris we doesn't have an oven ovens. by then. Chris will have an oven by then. Yeah. Is that what you said? <laughs> right now, they just cook food with uh, a small fire in the kitchen. We use a yeah, what are we mostly. Have you figured out what to do with Link yet, Chris? That's the question. Burn him. Cook him up for food. <laughs> we're gonna, that's why we're getting the oven. Oh, oh I want to see Toby, though. I want to see Toby so Toby's bad. Toby's cool. We're not going to eat him for food. Uh, I will not attempt to pick up Porch Cat. He's probably don't have to Porch, worry about that. Buddy. Yeah, I didn't say Porch <laughs> okay. Cat's probably dead. We've not... Okay, we've not seen Porch Cat in a while. Okay. Yeah. Porch Cat died like she lived. Angry. I do know I do know that the first rule of Porch Cat is you do not pick up Porch Cat. That's true. You don't pick up Porch Cat. The second <laughs> well, rule of Porch Cat I is mean, you do not pick up Porch Cat. I guess cat. you can kind of pick her up now. <laughs> yeah, well, she can find her. <laughs> I don't think she'll fight you too much. No, you never know. Her spirit might just rise from the, the grave and attack you. I mean, in fairness, so I, yeah. hey, yeah, let's get on ago. with this movie because I gotta wake up in like seven hours, man. Let's do this. <laughs> ah. so, so, um, oh, yeah, so we're at the short bus. Um, uh, Auntie Cracker has a love egg, yeah. a remote controlled love egg that she inserts into her vagina. And gives the remote to Uncle Cracker and tells him that she can he can use that to summon her whenever he wants by activating it. And, by and but they should go do. I'll ignore it. Well, <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, they but then they are going to go out and explore Sharp Bus and see what kind of trouble they can get into. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a whole another bad musical band playing at Sharp Bus tonight. That's the same this, band. This, it's just a different kind of bad music. Okay, this wasn't the one with the uh, the ladies hanging from the ceiling with like the the yep. lips over their boobs. That's okay, the and one. the eyes. Are, okay, that was pretty good. Yeah, they have upside down women with like faux giant inflatable faux lips over their boobs, and then inflatable eyes on their thighs. Yeah, like you do. That's pretty oh, good. Yeah, they, as they as they suspend upside down from the ceiling, it's pretty good. It made me happy. So then, and there, I mean, she makes out with uh, what's his name, Ju- Justin Bond. Yeah, mix out a little bit, but then he is put off a little by the egg. 
Yeah, because because apparently uh, Uncle Cracker is just leaning against the wall over and over. And it's triggering the egg. He's not intentionally doing it. Yeah, he's just not. He doesn't seem real into the whole sex salon thing. Which I'm mind blown a bit. Yes. Oh, we do find out though that that is the only dude that Auntie Cracker has boned boned down with. Yeah. Yeah, she's only had sex with Uncle Cracker. Yes. Mm-hmm. This guy gets it. Yeah. This yeah. Guy gets it. And um, so we wandered around this the the short bus for a while. Um, at one point, Uncle Cracker loses the remote. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and, and while Auntie Cracker is talking to uh, Dan Severin, they're uh, they're having a real heart to heart. They in turn start to make out. Somebody yeah. activates the egg because they're trying to change television channels. A good bit. Yep. <laughs> I mean, and the then- thing says on it like. What like kitten kisses or like vaginal pain or whatever on it? Like it's pretty clear it's not a goddamn TV remote. Like there's pain. And so the the lowest level is bumblebee kisses. The highest level is tectonic movement. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a television remote designer, but I'm pretty sure that's not any label I would put on a goddamn TV remote. No, how else are you gonna watch the the. the the kitten tickle. Yeah, you push vaginal quiver so you can watch uh, fucking Channel Six. Yeah, obviously. and then if you hit, and then if there. you, if you're in Japan and you hit the tectonic uh, shift one, then you just have a, a nuclear disaster at Fukushima. Too soon? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. That was what, like five years ago. Ah, time is meaningless. Yeah, I, it was a long. It, it was a long time ago, and yesterday, that is what I know. In the old who, and uh, this causes Dan Severin to uh, coom. Yep. But then, and then somehow, Auntie Cracker gets uh, gets into a fight with someone. It's the stalker guy. The stalker guy is there, and he's oh. mad at uh, what was it? Uh, Seth with a C? Yeah, because he's like breaking up his favorite couple. Yeah, because Seth with a C is breaking up uh, the stalker's favorite couple, which is the two Jamies. And Seth is like, what the fuck, dude? And then the and then they start going at it, but then somehow Auntie Cracker ends up in the middle of it. And then apparently someone's hitting the fucking Mortal Kombat remote buttons. Yeah. Because not, not only does it stimulate your regime, but it also causes you to <laughs> do various martial arts moves. Fatality. Yeah. She, like, accidentally beats the shit out of the, the, the stalker by having her vagina stimulated randomly. We've all been there. That's true. Mm-hmm. I've often beat a, a stalker when my vagina was stimulated uh, randomly. I, I have beaten people by button mashing before. True. Yeah. Um, this upsets Auntie Cracker. She runs out and smashes up the vagina egg. Yeah. Which causes another brownout. 
Sure, why not? The vagina A requires a lot of power. Yeah. Just FYI, the power stations in New York are somehow tied to Auntie Cracker's vagina. Specifically. Yeah, specifically. The the further she gets away from orgasm, the the, the more brownouts there are. It's not implicit, but it is implied. That's what implicit means, Chris. Whatever. It's not explicit. Explicit. Thank you. There we go. Sorry. I it's one of my booze. One of one of my bugbears. Are you full of Knob Creek, Chris? No. I wouldn't know. That's just how we started <laughs> off the adventure. You have a little bit of knob in your mouth. Yeah, yeah I put the knob fun. in my mouth because <laughs> I'm not a fucking coward. Got the sweet, and then you sweet cry, within. And, and then you videotape yourself crying about it. It was okay. Yeah. Don't we all do yeah. that? At least one fictional character does. At least at least um, one. Maybe two if you count yeah. works. <laughs> he died with his balls resting on his lips. Um he broke his neck. And so Jabes of the Jabies. Yes. Decides that it's time to punch his card. Yep. He goes to the spa pool. Yeah, where puts he a takes plas- a handful puts- of amoxicillin. <laughs> this is what and, they put, like. and then puts a bag over his head and then floats in the pool. Yeah. Attempting which, to It's like what a convoluted ass way to go through that shit. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you're taking a bunch of sleeping pills and put a bag over your head, maybe. But the problem is that when you fall asleep, you use less oxygen, so it just takes longer for you to suffocate. Yeah, and also, why be in the pool if you got a bag on your head? That seems counterproductive. Like, what are the other, man? Either it's, take the bag off and get in the pool, or get the bag on and get out of the goddamn pool. Yeah, drown right, stupid. Idiot. I don't know, like, pools are soothing. It's like you kind of leave the world you came in, is the way you entered it, inside a nice, you know, amniotic sack. Sack. I thought you meant naked and screaming. Oh, uh, well, that too. That's With odd. Your, your head... With your head shaped like a bullet? Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, bullet yeah, horse Chris, ho- they call him. Yeah, horse Lanta, if whenever Chris buys a, a vice, you know things there's a problem. Yes. Because he could put his head in the vice to give himself the bullet head, and then he's going to go take himself out. Naked and screaming. Yes. Then, uh... The day is saved, though, by the stalker. Yeah, because, I mean, you can't have your favorite stalking victim die, because then you can't stalk him anymore. Yeah. So the stalker takes him back to the stalker lair, and he's written his face on his, or his name on his face backwards, the stalker did, for reasons? So, okay, so it's like when... It's like when you when you put a tourniquet on someone, you write the time on it so that the, the first responders know when you put the tourniquet on. The guy wrote his phone number and email on James's face, but backwards so that when James looked in the mirror, James could read the phone number and read the email and contact the stalker. Weird. I mean... Yeah. Maybe the stalker was finally ready to to meet 
the the stalking. object of the stalker's stalking victim. I think is the word you're looking for. Yes, yes. To dance around it a little bit less. Yes, victim. So uh, they're they're hanging out. It's going pretty good, judging by the way that they have intercourse. Well, because James admits that he has never been the bottom in the relationship with Jamie because he doesn't like the idea of letting someone inside of him. Like, he he basically, like, everything stops at his skin. He doesn't let anything inside. He doesn't want to, like, feel things caused by other people and whatnot. So he doesn't let anything penetrate him. Yeah. But then the stalker penetrates him. Yeah, he lets so the stalker penetrate him. He changed his mind, I guess. Yeah. We've all been there. Well, for a short period of time, like I don't he doesn't really seem that into it. No. And as this is happening, Auntie Cracker is having some kind of dissociative episode in the middle of these two waspy motherfuckers talking about some dumb shit in therapy. Yeah. Yeah, like, they're talking, and she just it cannot focus on that at all, and she is thinking probably about her own relationship with her husband. Well, because she, like, ends up... Like, I don't know if this... Did she really go to the seaside and rub one out on that park bench for what seems like 26 hours, or...? No, that happens later. I thought that happened right now. No, no, that happens at the short bus. No, she definitely the happens at the therapy. Oh no, she's definitely at the therapy. She's like dissociating, but she's not like because the, the short guess, bus is when she meets up with the couple. Yeah, yeah, and then they they finally because like yeah, so she kind of follows this light through the city, which kind of leads her to the a park bench next to a light on the edge of the ocean, and she starts trying to rub one out but can't succeed. Nope, she just flicks the bean for what seems like hours. Because the like no, the yeah, sun goes down and shit. She she grinds that coffee bean down to like espresso grind. It's very fine ground. Yeah, very fine ground. And then um, they she ends up back at the short bus with her husband. Yeah. And and there's a big musical number about uh, how. Oh, and this is Justin Bond singing it, and. Basically, I don't know, something about like how they're not going to get us down, but the make turn your demon into your friend, yada, 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 I don't remember. Yeah, basically, it's a it's a musical montage about how everybody's getting what they wanted now. Yeah, and um, Severn apparently, I think, has like a real human connection with someone. Uh, yeah, at some point, she like spanks uh, Uncle Cracker yeah. sexually. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he kind of, yeah, he kind of becomes her client. Yeah. Cause, and he doesn't think that Auntie Cracker will understand, despite her being a, like a sex therapist, basically, even though she likes to call herself a couples counselor. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, maybe Auntie... it changes after he looks across the room and sees her uh, making out with two people. Yeah, making out with a, a couple, a husband and a or a man and a woman. I guess they don't know they're married. A man and a woman, um, and they end up helping her achieve orgasm for the first time. You can tell because it gets real bright on her face, and the power comes back on. 
Yeah, because apparently the power grid of New York City is powered by orgasms, specifically female ones, specifically, specifically hers. Specifically hers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Jamies work through their shit, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, because Jamie like found on James's computer the video, the the movie that he had left that he was going to to give to Jamie, and I don't. It was, I don't know. It, it was, was not incomprehensible, just... the footage you left. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, pretty if, much. If you left me that, and that was the last thing I ever heard from you before you offed yourself, I'd be like, what the fuck are you trying to convey? I would have assumed I needed to show it to, some, to like two other people within seven days or I was going to die. Yeah. Oh, thanks for leaving me this fucking video. Now I have to go to four years of film school to be able to tell what the fuck you're trying to convey with this. <laughs> Or maybe there's a girl who died in a well, and they, she made this video, and I need to pass it on before That's, I die. Either way. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we still haven't done Sudoku versus Kayak, Matt. Maybe you, should, maybe you should suggest that, Matt. Specifically Matt, even though I'm pretty sure Christian was the one who brought that up originally. But Matt was the one who called it Sudoku versus Kayak because of us. Also true. Yeah. Uh, Dan Severin... I don't know. Seems okay now, I guess. No, it's fine. And I mean, the one, Andy Cracker Cooned. Yep. She had a female one. orgasm. It is no longer a myth to her. I mean, and that's kind of it, more or less. Yeah. I mean, yeah, pretty much. That's it. Short bus, Horse Landa. Yeah, we watched it. Um, yeah, we watched it. This movie was not for me, and it was really awkward to watch it on the couch with Chris. I was going to ask, is that the most awkward thing you've seen with each other? Yep. Okay. Just Pretty just sure. sure. Yep. Good. My mission so, is complete. I, I see you can extract me now. It's, just, it's not for me. I got the erotic part, but where was the comedy? They were singing in buttholes. What do you? Well, yeah, there was yeah, that. I mean, but <laughs> they're also just Justin Bond just like throwing off one-liners all the time. Hey, the, the cat had come on it. Yeah, yeah, there was that. <laughs> but no, this this one's this one's not lit for the horse, Christabel. Um, well, I think I'm on record at some point or another saying I'm not really into mumblecore shit. Like, is that how you're getting around this, Chris? No, that's just, that's <laughs> okay. probably my hang up. Okay. It's, I'm sure just, there was a point it. to this. I don't know what it was exactly. It was too artsy mumblecore bullshit for me. Uh, it wasn't like the explicit content. Necessarily, that's fine. Whatever. It's 2024. You think I ain't seen a guy singing another guy's asshole by now? Come on, come the fuck on. I'm a grown ass man. Two guys, one concerto. Yeah. I mean, I think part of it is that, as the horse alluded to, not exactly the way I probably would uh, have the most receptive time with this film. I don't think it's bad. Like, there's some definitely some, like, 
I, I liked what they were going for, right? It's sex positive. Be comfortable with yourself. I think yeah, that's really think kind that, of the message here. The message was love yourself. Yeah, which I can get behind. And, and find the partner that is right for you. Yeah. And is that the person you're with because you're not being honest, or is that somebody else? Do you need to make out with a couple at the fucking sex salon? Maybe you do. Who fucking knows? Have fun. Who cares? Do you need to have a couple sing into your butthole? Yeah. Whatever. You do you. Yeah. Whatever that is. I appreciate the positivity of the whole thing. It it just the there's the scenes in it where they're talking, it's just like they just are yammering on about fucking nothing. I don't I don't hate Mumblecore. But I don't love it. I think it would have been a little, a little more effective to streamline the fucking dialogue a little bit. Sometimes you're just like, okay, alright, uh-huh. Nope, nope, now, now, now that guy's sucking off that guy now, okay. Uh-huh. Cool. It's it's okay. Don't watch it with your grandma or whatever. It's a period piece, Chris. <laughs> I did like that. That was a good bit. <laughs> I give it a a strong I don't know. I don't know if I could recommend it because it, it's it's hard to say. You're either going to be real put off by the explicitness of it all which honestly didn't bother me. Like that, That's not what I found off-putting. I found the mumblecore shit off-putting. Not, not sitting next to Horse Lanto while watching it? That wasn't off-putting at all? I mean, no more off-putting than it generally is. Okay, I mean, that's fair. I mean, it is horse land, though. I don't know. I say push, because I don't feel like giving an actual answer. <laughs> Troy? I'm going to go hit the other side of the spectrum. If you want to watch a very gay movie about like people trying to understand their sexuality, you could do a lot worse than this movie. So I don't know why I got the hiccups all of a sudden, but if that's the movie you want to watch, that's the kind of movie you want to watch, watch this movie. I think it's actually pretty good. Um, I wasn't expected to be as gay as it was, but it was very gay. Uh, even despite there being a hetero couple in it, um, I don't know. I don't know what to say about it that you guys haven't. I I enjoyed it for the most part. For, for I enjoyed it for what it was. It I'm pretty sure that a lot of it was kind of improvised as it went. I don't think they they only I certainly do not think they started out with a full script and said these are the scenes we're going to shoot. These are what the things people are going to say in these scenes. I think they said these are the things this kind. I think these are the scenes we're going to shoot. People can kind of say what they feel like their character would say, and then maybe we'll tweak the scenes from there. I think is kind of where the it hit for the production, based on some of the things I've read. But I mean, overall, I think it was it was weird. As my as my as my wife said, it was weird. Um, it was off putting at times, but I think overall, I will say I enjoyed it for what it was. 
I, it's not like my kind of movie normally, but I can definitely see like the craft put into it and the message that they're trying to, to, to put out with it. And for that, I think I can say I enjoy it. If you are, if you want to challenge yourself a little bit, if you're kind of a cishet, like white kind of person, you want to challenge yourself, watch it. I think that's hundred percent something you should do. If you aren't, I don't know, maybe, maybe it will resonate with you. Maybe it won't. I, I can't really speak to that experience, but I, I enjoyed the challenge of it. I guess I can say. Also, I got to watch it with my wife instead of my best friend from high school. So that's probably a uh, a uh, plus one for me. It definitely ain't a minus. <laughs> so, Chris, do you remember what we're watching next week? Nope. It is Constantine as suggested to us by Mr. Green. Yeah. Thanks, Mr. Green. Yeah. Also, Anna, thank you for suggesting this movie. Thank I you, I don't Anna. think I... Yeah. It was, it was an experience. I appreciate it. So what if other people want to recommend hopefully not erotic comedies? You can go to the Slaughterhouse Princess because we're Facebook, so you can go to slaughterhouseprincess.com for all kinds of stuff, uh, such as the movies we've watched. You can... Our uh, uh, slaughterhouseprincesspodcast at gmail.com is where somebody sent us stuff like five years ago. If you want to request movies, you go over to the Discord and you go to a movie request on the Discord. And look at that, there you are. If you want to give us some money, you go to Patreon or store.slaughterhouseprincess.com. That's, that's all I got. We'll come back next time for Constantine. And while our podcasts think about movies, we'll exercise demons about movies. Bye! Why is he so splotchy? He's so red.